Before we get started, I just want to thank Kai Wood, brand new Patreon supporter. Uh, thank you for joining the Patreon gang, if you will. So uh, you'll be getting a bunch of free content that's uh, bonus material, so keep an eye out for that. And for those of you who do not know what Patreon is, it's a way for you to help support this show. You can pledge as little as $1 a month. If you don't feel like uh, joining Patreon, another way you can support the podcast is by telling your friends, sharing the episodes on social media, or just uh, continue listening, because I appreciate that as well. Hey guys, welcome to the Everything Went Black podcast. Yeah, it's been a little uh, scarce. Uh, the last one I put out was in November and um, haven't been keeping with the schedule of trying to do uh, more episodes. Um, the reason for that is my involvement with launching the Metal Matters uh, podcast over at Gimme Radio. And um, you guys should check it out. I think that uh, you would enjoy it. I know that some of you have and have expressed to me that you've enjoyed the show. So uh, all of the music or specifically extreme music, metal-related stuff that we've been talking about on EWB is now going to be sort of transported over to Metal Matters. So all the interviews, um, you know, with people like Aaron Turner and stuff like that is going to be going up, going on over at uh, Metal Matters. And um, all the topic episodes that Randy and I did uh, are going to be happening there as these full, full-blown full shows. Uh, you know, we did tomorrow. Well, as I record this, it's going to be tomorrow. But by the time this comes out, the Neurosis Through Silver and Blood episode will have dropped. We did a Godflesh episode. We did an episode on Crossover Thrash. Uh, I mean, you get the idea. It's uh, very similar to the topic episodes that we did earlier, you know, about Amphetamine Reptile and the you know, Rollins Band and that kind of stuff. So uh, everything went black right now is going to be more of, uh, you know, non-musical related stuff. So I'm still open to comments and ideas if you guys have any suggestions uh, I have a bunch of ideas a um, bunch of different directions I'd like to go with go in with this but uh, but still you guys I'd like to open up the door for you guys to tell me what you want and um, you know sort of go from there so this is the 2018 wrap-up episode and um, I gotta say 2018 it wasn't the best year but it wasn't the worst year. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the best, I'd give 2018 a 3, for me at least. It was rough. It was rough going. 2017 was, uh, was another rough year, but in a different way, and we'll get to that. Uh, financially, emotionally, and in some ways, even creatively, 2018 was a rough time. The creative stuff, I kind of turned around as the year went by. But uh, going into 2018, uh, I was just drained and pretty much uh, at a very low state. You know, the year prior, 2017, did a lot of stuff with the band, was on the road a lot, um, did a bunch of touring, you know, played Ozfest, all that good stuff. We had the Grand Annihilation came out. You know, which was uh, a mixed bag for me, actually. 
but the year was filled with chaos. Lineup changes, members, um, all this drama, all this intensity and chaos surrounded the release and recording of uh, The Grand Annihilation. And uh, I kind of feel like the record suffered from some of that, in my opinion. I think that moving forward, um, it's probably going to go down as one of the more disappointing releases in my life. I know it's you know it's a terrible thing to say about stuff that you've done, but I really do believe that The Grand Annihilation is going to go down as uh, probably the weakest Tombs record. <laughs> and it's not just for personal reasons I say that. I mean... You know, at this stage of the game, a lot of water has passed under the bridges, but uh, we recorded the album in January last year, and, um, you know, going into the into that recording session, pretty much the entire band expressed their interest in no longer continuing, and um, at this stage of the game, we had just signed with Metal Blade. Uh, this was our debut record on that label. You know, the whole year was planned out as far as touring and being active to support the record and uh was kind of left holding the bag as we neared january which was the uh the start of our recording some people exited better than others and i'm not going to name names but some people really left the band like bitches in my opinion and i'm going to use that term and i feel comfortable using it some people were cool and um you know in general um I believe that if you don't want to do something, you shouldn't do it. I don't want to force anyone to do anything. I don't want to, you know, have these uh, prescripted, you know, uh, laborers being in the band. But at least be honest with yourself about what you want and what you don't want. Uh, because uh, people are going to move on, you know. And at this stage of the game, I've gone too far to to turn back. You know, it's like... If you're swimming across a lake, once you hit that midway point, you might as well just keep going till the until you get to the other side because it's further. It's too far to turn back, and you'll end up drowning. So that's kind of where I'm at with my uh, musical career or you know life pursuits as being a uh, musician, creative person. It's too late. I've gone too far in this direction. Can't turn back. Don't want to turn back anyway. So I might as well just ride this thing until it breaks apart on the rocks. <laughs> so anyway, 2018. It would have been easy to wallow in all the self-loathing and feel sorry for yourself or feel sorry for myself. But um, in the immortal words of Jacko Willink, good. If you're not familiar with Jacko, um, please look him up. The dude is a real inspiration. I mean, he's got a podcast. Uh, um, I've read one of his books, and I've uh, started reading his second book, or I don't know what the chron chronologically when it came out, but for me it's his second book. And it's called Extreme Ownership. And it's a really intense read. And it's uh, if you're trying to get things done in life and you're trying to be motivated, I definitely recommend uh, checking out his, um, his work. And... Um, very inspirational guy. Follow him on Instagram, too. You'll see that the dude gets up at 4 a.m. every day and gets a pretty heavy-duty workout in just to start his day off. And, um, yeah, there's just something cool working out in darkness like that before everyone, when everyone else is mostly sleeping. I kind of like that. 
So anyway, life oftentimes is hard. And um, he offers a lot of advice on how to change your thinking around and, uh, you know, how to get through all this stuff and, you know, attain your goals. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a, good, a good sort of brain exercise. You know, I guess you can take a situation and look at it from the positive and negative side of things. I mean, there's any situation, I guess, has two, two aspects to it. Uh, there's a dude at my gym. His name is Pete. And um, he's a legit martial artist. He's got years of competitive striking experience. Um, he was an instructor at another gym, and, and he's best bros with uh, Mohammed Lemjardin, the guy who runs our gym. And um, his trip is that the mind controls everything. You know, if you're injured, you have to believe that you're going to get better and you'll get better. If you're sick, you have to believe you're going to get better, you'll heal and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, recovery, all that stuff. And um, you know, he's like one of these guys who's like into that Wim Hof uh, breathing method where he's like, yeah, cold is just in your mind, you know, like you can deal with the cold. You have to condition your mind and your body to standing outside in zero degree weather. Um, yeah, that may or may not be true. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I like being warm, so, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to be going, going through that anytime soon. But, um, one of the things he told me is that it's not so much as positive mental attitude. It's just not thinking the negative thoughts. And, um, you know, kind of took that to heart and, um, you know, it's, easier said than done I suppose uh keeping the negative thoughts at bay and uh, you know one of one of the great examples of that it's and this is a very simple example but it also works and you can apply this is like you know thinking that I hope I don't get sick versus I'm glad I'm healthy it's basically saying the same thing but you're looking at it in two different ways I hope I don't get sick. There's fear and anxiety associated with that statement. And I'm glad that I'm healthy is celebrating the fact that you're in sound physical condition and that being sick is just not something that's, that's in your, you know, in the cards for you. So, you know, that's um, a very simple example, but that basic model, that basic framework is something that I'm trying to apply to all aspects of my life. And, um, you know, like I said, it would have been easy to flounder beneath the waves. But um, instead, I tried to look at everything as an opportunity and, you know, just kind of keep keep on trucking, you know. <laughs> if I fail, I look, I look at the things, I try to identify the things that got in my way of succeeding, and I try to work on those so that the next time opportunity comes around, I'm able to succeed. Yeah, like I said, it's easier said than done, and I wasn't always successful. You know, for for example, um, a few months ago, I interviewed I interviewed for a job working on the new uh, Ariel Helwani MMA podcast over at ESPN. And for those of you who have been following this show and know or know me personally, I'm quite fond of mixed martial arts, and um, you know, I feel like that when I, when I when they responded to me and offered to to set up an interview and express interest in me working there. Um, you know, I was, I thought this is great. This is like the perfect opportunity for me to apply, you know, my knowledge of MMA and martial arts, combat sports, all that stuff and 
couple that with my uh, technical expertise and organization skills and like all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, the interview went well. I spoke to this guy at ESPN and, uh, you know, he seemed pretty, uh, pretty positive about the whole thing. I felt like the job was in the bag. You know, I started thinking about, oh man, it's going to be great. You know, uh, you know, maybe I'll buy a new car or that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, upgrade some of the things that I've been lacking in my life. But when it turned out, I ended up getting zeroed on this whole thing. Nothing happened. Literally, the opportunity just evaporated into the ether. That was a hard one to deal with. I mean, as I said earlier, I mean, I love MMA, combat sports, and what would it, what a what a cool job that would have been. And you know, Errol Helwani is one of the even though I don't agree with him all the time. He's definitely a, a premier journalist in that field, and it just would have been a great thing. ESPN, you know, massive company, massive, massive media company, um, you know, and that just was like just disappeared, just evaporated into thin air, and that was a hard one to deal with. And even now, honestly, talking about it, it kind of um, stings a little bit. But maybe I wasn't ready to do this stuff, you know. Maybe, like I said, I started thinking about how I was going to spend my money as I made this you know, opportunity, hopefully materialize. Maybe that was the wrong mental state to be in. Maybe, you know, buying stuff I don't need with money that I haven't made yet is probably the bad, a bad way of proceeding through this. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's just a lot to think about, I guess. And um, somewhere out there is another opportunity and I just need to find it. I'm just going with that, uh, searching, Staying ready, you know, keeping the brain and the and the body, the mind strong, and uh, hopefully, you know, able to uh, capitalize on the next opportunity. You know, and that's um, pretty much the story I want to tell about opportunity. One of the big successes of this year has been finally solidifying Tombs as a band, and. Uh, you know, some of you guys out there might be like, oh, well, geez, you know, I saw you play at OzFest. I saw you play at Hellfest. Um, you guys had an album out. <laughs> you know, you're on tour all the time doing all these shows. I saw you in Atlanta at that Temple of Satan thing, whatever. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, sort of contingent on that story in 2017 of everyone pretty much bailing. It's been like this journey trying to find the right people to continue the tomb's lineage, for lack of a better term. And um, over the course of this past year, I feel like I've solidified the lineup into uh, you know a bunch of like-minded people. People are coming from the same direction. We all get along. And I got a lot of respect for just the technical ability of these guys and just you know the mindset of wanting to do stuff. And I think that some previous members may have been blinded by science and possibly were had their own agendas maybe you know linked up with the agendas of the band and might have been looking at things as uh how can i capitalize on this how can i make this benefit me as an individual as opposed to benefit the collective and um I think that led to a lot of problems in the previous uh, group that I was working with. But everyone that I'm working with now is uh, 
we have the collective in mind. We just want to do cool stuff. We just want to make good music, play gigs, you know, travel, meet people, all that kind of stuff. And that's in a way getting back to the basics for me because I'd become a little bit jaded dealing with people that I thought were, were very much mercenary in their, their ideas and their approaches. So, I mean, I'm, I feel fortunate about that. And going into 2019, like I said, um, have some new material written, working hard on that. And uh, at some point over the course of this next year, we'll have some new, new music out there for you guys to check out. Aside from the live setting, that is. And that's kind of, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that I take solace in from 2018. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping we'll be able to get some tours together get out there in front of people and, uh, you know, bring it, bring the music to you. So another uh, opportunity for 2018 that I'm, was the, was the whole Metal Matters podcast uh, experience. I mean, you know, once again, man, I was, I was in a pretty dark place coming into 2018. No opportunities, uh, really no game plan for 2018. And, um, this idea of doing a podcast for Gimme Radio was discussed early this year, and it's taken this long to actually manifest this thing. And um, I'm just glad it happened, and I'm glad that I had an opportunity to work with, you know, really cool professional people like the Gimme Radio people. And, you know, it means a lot to me that they, they came to me as uh, someone that they thought would be a great host and producer for the show and that they've entrusted me with helping to expand, you know, the brand, the gimme radio brand. And, um, and it's a lot of fun too, man. And it's, it's a weekly thing. So it's been a grind keeping everything on track. And, uh, yeah, I just, I feel, I feel like it's going to, there's some good stuff coming down the line with that. And I hope we expand. I hope we do more. I, um, you know, I'd like to do bigger, higher profile projects, you know, with Gimme Radio, with, you know, as through Metal Matters, and even with Everything Went Black. Like, I, I've been talking about this trailer that we've been working on, and that's coming together painfully slow. I mean, we shot all the footage, we did the interview, um, the editing process is taking a little bit long, longer than I was hoping, but we're going to unleash that on you guys soon. That's all I can say. And for some of you who are uh, members of the Patreon, uh, you know, clan, I've actually put the audio of the interview up as a bonus. So if you're, you know, down with Patreon and you um, want to check that out, it's it's bonus content. So you get to check out the whole like 30 minute interview with Vegas that I did last year and or earlier this year, rather. And uh, it's it's intense, man. It's a it's a really interesting sort of piece that we did. And um, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, this is Vegas Tenold. He's an author, and he wrote a book called "Everything You Love Will Burn," and it's about the emerging extreme right white nationalist movement that sort of has been brewing under the sur- surface in this country. And uh, you know, Vegas like went in went into these uh, groups. Uh, and sort of got to know them from the inside out. And the book is a chronicle of that, that mindset, why people feel that way, um, how it's impacting our country and how our current president has (laughs) 
participated in empowering these people. So, um, yeah, it's a really cool book. It's on Amazon. You can buy it. Uh, I highly recommend everyone read it. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's enjoyed it as much as you could. It's a pretty heavy subject matter. But um, anyway, I thought about doing this kind of like rundown of cool stuff for the year, but it's just like I did a top five records for Metal Matters. So if you guys want to check that out, that episode is a special that's uh, dropping this week. And um, there's some good stuff on there. Not all of it's metal. Um, You know, some of it's like, a little bit more like left of center stuff. But uh, another really cool thing, talking about top five records, and this is a hint at one of those things, is that I got an opportunity to interview uh, Tristan of Author and Punisher. And that interview is going to appear on Metal Matters. But um, that's not even the coolest thing. The coolest thing is that I actually know him. And it's crazy because when I met up with him, he knew who I was and when I saw him, I knew who he was. And we met back in like the late nineties in Gloucester, Massachusetts when I was working at a recording studio and, uh, Tristan showed up, uh, with his band Falkirk. He was living in Albany, I think at the time. And, uh, I recorded a demo for those guys. It was like a four song demo. And, um, it's, it's, it's just crazy that, <laughs> year 20 years later I run into this guy and he's in this successful really cool band author and Punisher which is 100% different than what he was doing in Falkirk but um, yeah, I don't know it's cool nice guy by the way and that interview actually is uh, I'm shamelessly plugging every Metal Matters right now it's that interview posts uh, next month. So if you guys want to check that out, I'd appreciate it. As I said, we didn't tour much this year, a couple short runs, but we did play some pretty sick shows. Got to play Hellfest in France, and damn, I still don't know the name of the town that Hellfest actually happens in. And that was like one of those crazy whirlwind weekends where we just like get on a plane, fly, show up in some foreign country, a guy in a van drives us to the festival, we play, we hang out, we leave, some dude in a van drives us back to the airport, and then we're back home. It's crazy. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, got to see a bunch of really great bands. Caught Maiden again. Saw At The Gates. Saw a tiny bit of Exodus' set. I saw the Polish band Batushka play, and that was insane. Um, never thought I'd really get a chance to see them. But... Lo and behold, they ended up playing in Brooklyn like maybe a month after that. I didn't go to that show, but I saw them at Hellfest. And just the whole Hellfest experience was cool. It's like one of the more well-run, well-curated, um, you know, sort of festivals like this that I've done. And uh, it, was, it was a great time. Looking forward to next year, I hope to be out on, on, I hope to be out on tour more. I hope to be seeing you guys out there on the highway. And um, like I said, continuing to write, continuing to do this podcast, continuing to do the Metal Matters podcast, continuing with Necromaniacs, continuing just writing, continuing pushing forward, onward to the end. And uh, I'm just going to ride this thing until the wheels fall off and there's nothing left. 
So um, anyway, I hope everyone has a great holiday. And uh, this will probably be the last episode of the year. And I'll check you guys out in January. So be strong and have a safe holiday. And I really appreciate everyone for listening. So until then, farewell.